Okay, folks, welcome back. We're going to do uh, another episode of Reliving the Lights, of Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Oakman. We'll be your hosts uh, as we <laughs> journey through episode seven of season three together. Anthony, uh, my wife tonight suggested an icebreaker question and I rolled my eyes at her and she said, you never like my icebreaker questions. So I feel like it's, it's in the best interest of my marriage to just go with Lindsay's <laughs> icebreaker question. Night. <laughs> if you could, how did she word this? If you could live inside the reality of any movie which movie would you most like to most enjoy living in that reality? Hmm. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I'm not very into like fantasy or sci-fi. Right. So like count all those out, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, especially like fantasy, like most of that stuff is like, Middle medieval times, so it's like <laughs> yeah, nobody no wants thanks. to live then. No thanks. Let's count that out. And then like the sci-fi stuff is like the other opposite end of the spectrum, where it's like way too in the future. Count that out. Uh huh. So like, you kind of got to find a place. I don't know. I think I'm into like too much realistic fiction that I like uh -huh. have to say like, I guess if I had to pick one, I think it would be very interesting to live in. And we'll go, this is a little bit of sci-fi. Um, I think it would be most interesting if we had the technology from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah. Um, boy, it, I, it has been so long since I watched that movie. I know they, like, manipulate the brain and memories and stuff. What exactly mm -hmm. do they do again? That you can, like, erase somebody from your brain entirely. Yeah. Although I think the logistics of it get, I think, a little bit too impossible like, especially because you think about like, I don't want to get too personal, so I'm trying to pick a good example. <laughs> I was going to ask you, who are you erasing from your memory? But Well, not necessarily like who I would be erasing, but I think about like, if, for example, somebody we knew erased somebody else that we knew, um, and then we're like still, you know, yeah. like friends with both people, right. then it's like, how does it even you know yeah because it's out. it's awkward enough in right in those and if i'm situations. just a dude i didn't pay any money to erase this person like i'm not going to just stop hanging out with this person because this corporation is telling me i have to because this other person erased them you know like right interesting so uh, i think the logistics kind of fall apart you know what else i think would be it would be morally questionable <laughs> At best. <laughs> yeah. But I think a fascinating universe to live in would be uh, a movie I just watched uh, while I was sick. Not being the subject of it, but being a viewer in a universe in which this kind of thing exists would be the Truman Show. Yeah. Which, man, a five-star movie. One of the greatest of all time. I, I really, I like it more every single time I watch it. It is a probably a top 20 movie of all time for me. I'll, I'll have to... I Because I literally... It's probably been... 2007 since I've seen that movie. So I have to go back to it. You're, you're really on a Jim Carrey thing here. Yeah. You just want to be Jim Carrey. Apparently I guess. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And I, uh, <laughs> yeah, now that you say it, you know, one thing about Jim Carrey, one of the only other features 
that I noticed on another man. And I know that you maybe will feel the same way is Jim Carrey's got a freaking absolutely fantastic head of hair. And I think that's the only thing that I ever notice in other guys is when they have really good hair and Jim Carrey has (laughs) got great hair. He does. He, that, that is, I mean, and it's, it, it looks good in a variety of different styles, you know, in, Mm -hmm. in more recent years, it's been longer. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Ace Ventura right there, that, that was a feature of the character was, was his hair. So, um, just got great hair. Okay. Well, we didn't know it. I don't think Anthony knew it, but he's a big Jim Carrey guy, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Love Jim Carrey. (laughs) So your eternal sunshine of the spotless mind uh, made me think of, let's just go with kind of that theme of brain manipulation and go with uh, total recall. Yeah. I've never seen the new one. So I'm talking about the Arnold version. I also have not seen the original one. Yeah. Or Uh, the new one. I'm sorry. I have seen the original. I've not seen it. So, uh, yeah, I would like to be able to just go on brain vacations, um, kind of, you know, choose what you want to do, mm-hmm. where you want to go. And, um, yeah, that, that, that'd be cool. I'll take it. That's so, interesting because in that movie, I think it's heavily implied that he, uh, the whole thing is in his head. Are you a believer of that as well? A subscriber of that theory? Yeah. I, I mean, yes, for sure. But. I only just, I actually just saw that movie for the first time, probably like seven or eight months ago. It was about, or it was right around that time for me too, actually. Um, I went on a real, it was probably actually even a little more recent. I went on an Arnold, on, a, mm-hmm. on an Arnold kick. And then I went on a Jean-Claude Van Damme kick. And <laughs> that's, that's fine. If it's, if Jean-Claude Van Damme is not for you, I understand yeah. that. But I've I, ever, I don't think it. I've ever seen a single Jean-Claude Van Damme movie except for the Street Fighter movie, which is not Ooh, great. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like his whole thing would not be for me. You but should give kickbox. I'll give try. it I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot eventually. You, it, it, and it can totally be at a time where you're like you don't really want to commit to a movie that you have to like think about that much. Yeah. You just want to be entertained. Maybe you want to fall asleep to something. Go ahead and go with kickbox. All right. It's Perfect. a good time. Um, so there you go, Lindsay. Uh I took your advice and we did it. And so uh Lindsay, I thought that was a great icebreaker question. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So now that we've talked about that, I want to know, Anthony, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah. Well, still kicking on the old line and Kugel summer shandies. I still had a few left in the fridge. I'll probably polish them off, uh, (laughs) during this recording session. Good stuff. So I have another rum based drink. I was going to do rum and, uh, sour mix. But I ran out. I didn't have enough sour mix. And so, but I had already poured like a lot of rum in there. So it wasn't, the balance wasn't right. So I looked in my fridge. What can I do to fill out this drink? And uh, as mentioned last week, I we have some of the Goose Island shandies. And so I was like, eh, sour mix plus a little like lemonade flavor. Uh, I'll go with it. So I've got rum, sour mix, and, uh, in a shandy all together. And I got to tell you, it's pretty good. It's not really? bad. Okay. Yeah. That's, I was, that's I not was, the review I was expecting. So those, that's the movie that we would live in. Those are the drinks that we're drinking. We're going to get into it tonight. We are on episode seven of season three of Friday night lights. This episode is entitled keeping up appearances and it 
aired the 12th of November of 2008. What does our friend Movie Dude One have to say about this episode? Coach Taylor has difficulties in the relationship between his new starting quarterback and the kid's father, while his starting fullback presents difficulties for Tammy. Buddy's two younger children are nothing but difficult on a planned visit, and Jason stands pat on his price for Buddy's house that he picks that he and his pals are trying to flip. I don't know where I got that picks from, but <laughs> you struggled with the reading there, but I felt like it yeah. was pretty coherent, actually. I mean, he sticks with the uh, the difficulties theme. Oh, yeah, he does. I didn't think he did on the last yeah. one, but he did. He threw in. Oh, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't Jason's, for the Jason thing. Yeah, yeah, Jason's part of it. Um, the first sentence is long, but I, I feel like it's actually it's terrible. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, I think, honestly, if he just abandons the the difficulties thing here, I think he, he would have had a home run. Yeah. I think he tried too hard to to keep that theme running. And I think that he works better when he abandons the, that trying to keep a theme. So, I mean, it's not a terrible one, but I think he, he definitely fumbles the difficulties theme, but I mean, I'm thinking, you know, a strong five to a light six. I do feel that this, this one is slightly better than last week. And I, Again, I may agree with you that it is better for the synopsis if he drops the the parallels. But it's better I think for it's, us if he keeps them because it's funny. It's I, I think <laughs> it's a feature. I think it's a feature of Movie Dude One. Um, so I personally would like to see him continue, uh, continue doing it. But uh, I do think it's a little bit better than last week, and I believe last week you gave him a five. And if you say you're open to a light six, I say we go Let's with the six. It. Let's do it. Good job, movie dude. When you're moving in the right direction. Okay. This episode starts off at the airport. Tim and Lila and Buddy are at the airport picking up Buddy Jr. and the other Garrity sister, which (laughs) took me a while to figure out what her name was, but it's Tabitha. Tabitha, yeah. I just have them as Lila's siblings or Buddy's young kids. Uh, through uh-huh. my the entirety of my notes, so um, we learn right off the bat it's a bad omen. Buddy Junior makes a point to say that he's really into soccer now. Yeah, um, I think a sign of things to come. Yeah, that's not that's not good. I mean, it probably wouldn't be good if you're in Texas in general. Um, well, I gotta imagine they hey, have you know what soccer teams as well. But let me tell you this because I was just there. Yeah. They have the Professional Soccer Hall of Fame in Dallas, Texas. Really? Yes. They also have the National Video Game Museum in in Frisco, Texas, which I was very, I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Uh, So, yeah, actually, it's in Frisco, which is where the um, FC Dallas's stadium is. There's the the Professional Soccer Hall of Fame. So, uh, Texas may be more into soccer than, than you would think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, definitely. So it might be fairly accepted in Dallas to, or in Texas to have that opinion, but definitely not accepted in the Garrity family. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's not good. No. I really feel like uh, Tabby, Tabitha Garrity, legit looks like she could be Buddy Garrity's daughter. 
Yes, 100%. More than Lila does, that's for sure. (laughs) She's got like a similar nose or something (laughs) to Buddy. And I don't mean that in a bad way because she's, you know, it's not, she doesn't got that big old Buddy hook thing going on. But it looks um, like if if, if they extended too much further, the nose and chin would touch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, So yeah, bad omens. Brad Leland, we love you. Please come on the show. There's nothing wrong with your uh, nose or chin. I think uh, you'd get the the most entertainment value out of a Brad Leland uh, appearance on Reliving the Lights. Uh, There's a quote that I I don't know if Brad Leland has Twitter, but everybody tweet at Brad Leland. Tell him to come on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know either. I kind of doubt it, but yeah, I'm going to guess. Let's get a hold of him. He seems like he could have an Instagram. Yeah. You know, get on there and post some videos. So mm-hmm. if you gotta if you gotta go that way, uh you can do that as well. Uh quote I enjoyed, buddy buddy uh hugs the the girl. She says, Dad, dad, you're all sweaty. Buddy says, No, I'm not as sweaty as usual. <laughs> yeah, not like <laughs> not, usual. Not as sweaty right. as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh so the the Garrity kids are back in town. We see Coach and Tammy at the McCoys for dinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first thing I've written down about this entire scene is that just Joe McCoy is a weird dude. Oh, he's so weird. He's a creep and he's awkward and that, yeah, weird yeah. dude. Um, he has big, like, 90s church pastor energy. Ooh. Yeah, I see that. I feel that. Uh, yeah. So it's obvious that coach doesn't want to be there with the, the weirdo. Um, but Katie, Katie McCoy and and Tammy, they've got a nice little relationship, you know, and we've seen that, uh, in past episodes. So they kind of do their thing, which leaves coach and Pa McCoy alone together. And well, JD comes in and, you know, they have their, I don't know. Do you feel like that's the kind of interaction they have all the time between? I'm guessing as far as I can tell. I mean, everything that we know about JD is like, he seems like he is constantly walking on eggshells around his dad. I mean, even the line from last episode where he gets caught doing the naked mile. And the first thing he says to coach is, please don't tell my dad. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, he just knows, he knows his dad is like a weird dude. And like, there's a scene in the, earlier in the season when Matt and Julie like find the weird trophy room and oh, yeah. JD is like, yeah, my parents are obsessed with me. It's weird. <laughs> like, I think he knows how weird yeah. it is and how weird his dad is and how like explosive his dad can be, which we see later in this episode. Yeah. Um, so yes, I imagine that all of their interactions are <laughs> exactly that awkward. Yeah. It was like they were putting on a show yeah, but not even like necessarily for coach. It was like almost for each other. Like, yeah. this is how we interact because we <laughs> are the all American father and son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So JD goes to bed. Uh, after that, coach tells Pa McCoy that the church conversation uh, with JD confessing to his excessive drinking uh, made him very uncomfortable. We talked about it last week a little bit. I was still confused by like why coach was uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I think we established that last week that, yeah, it was yeah. just like the setting and the context with which it happened yes. is what made it very weird. Billy is dropping Jason off 
Uh, I assume they just got done working on the house and dropping him off. And uh, Billy is asking Jason about college football recruiting stuff. You know, they'd been getting some recruiting letters and yeah, he's but they're kinda, pretty generic. Yeah. Kind of tapping street to help convince Tim to pursue this college thing because yeah, he's showing him the letters and he's like, you think you could help? Do you think this is something? And, and street is kind of like, I got a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, like literally hundreds, but it does show that they have interest at least. And yeah. Yep. So the suggestion, yeah. To make a highlight reel. And so, okay. So yeah, I was a little off here. So they're, they're getting to the house. Yes. Um, yep. And they walk in and Tim and Herc are just kind of hanging out, drinking beer. Uh, mm-hmm. And turns out they're not doing anything because there's nothing left to do. The house is done. Yep, the house is complete. And it's ready to sell. To sell. Made a lot of progress since Coach <laughs> came to visit, I guess. <laughs> yep, they they were inspired, um, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's ready to sell. And Jason insists that they don't go through a realtor because they're just going to take six percent put it put a sign in the yard and take six percent from them so they're gonna sell it themselves back at school the next day presumably mm-hmm. starting fullback which like isn't tim riggins the starting fullback he was but then uh after smash graduated then okay, he got moved he, up to he half became the tailback yeah got it uh so starting fullback jamarcus hall who we've never met before, and nope. I don't know that we ever see again after this episode. Nope. <laughs> um, Jamarcus Hall is in trouble. He set a student's <laughs> hair on fire in a uh, like a science, science lab. lab. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we just like they never really like came out and said exactly what happened. We just had to yeah. gather bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, which I think is interesting because like. Like that seems to me like an honest accident, but when they get his parents in later, the dad yeah. is like, "You just can't sit still," and it's like, "So we did he do this on purpose? <laughs> Intentionally started setting girls' hairs on fire." Um, that, that feels like something that you don't just miss games for. <laughs> yeah, you, you get locked up for yeah, setting yeah. people on fire. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Jamarcus is in Tammy's office. Mac is like trying to prevent this entire thing from happening at all because he, I think, knows to some extent at least that like Jamarcus cannot get in trouble or his parents can't find out that he got in trouble. So Mm -hmm. he's just exasperated, uh, just trying to stop this whole thing. But Tammy plays her role as she often does, and she says, No, we're gonna do this the the right way and Mm -hmm. and get everybody involved. So Mac is is looking pretty worried. Yeah. Mac tries to get her to bring uh Eric coach Taylor into the conversation and Tammy's like why why would we do that there's no need for that um so yeah Tammy's not having it we see Landry moping in the band room uh being pretty emo Devin comes in tries to cheer him up uh she sings a song Gets on the piano and sings a song about Vaseline toast. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, she don't use jelly by the the Flaming Lips. That, yes, I, I know I learned that somewhere along the way because I knew it originally from Friday Night Lights. Oh and really? Lindsay was watching this episode with me and she was like, 
this is an extremely weird song. What is this? And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I've had it in my head for the last 12 years since I originally watched this. Like I, I seriously, I think every time I hear like Vaseline, the word Vaseline, I think of Devin sitting at the piano. I think of Crucifictorious. I actually heard the Flaming Lips version in public today. Oh, really? Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, when I was I was at Last Stop CD Shop uh, doing some record shopping, and nice. yeah, they were playing like that album, that whole album, and uh, yeah, it came on. So nice, but yeah, um, you know, I saw the Flaming Lips back in 2018 or 19, oh, really, and they put on maybe the best live show that I've yeah. ever been to. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't call myself a Flaming Lips fan as far as like their music, just because there's so much of it, and I haven't really dove into it, uh-huh. but one thing I got really into. So they, they came to Sioux Falls and I was like, I have to go because uh-huh. you know, it's Flaming Lips. Um, I know that they're a good live band and I don't know. I, I knew like Yoshimi versus the pink robots and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd been keeping an eye on their set lists and seeing what they were playing and just made like myself a playlist of yep. their set list just to be prepared. Yep. And like all the stuff they played like I got really into like I awesome. I should get into the Flaming Lips because I think I would really dig them or at least like into their like you know the meat of their like most popular stuff because yeah. they've got some good stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't know about the whole like covering all of Dark Side of the Moon kind of, oh, but like yeah. You know, like they're they're like mid to late nineties into like the mid to early early to, or mid two thousands. Like uh-huh. seems like they had some really solid stuff in there. Yeah. No, I should check them out too. And I've heard um, from like people that I went to college with that really love music who, yeah, in the, I guess probably right around the time uh, these episodes were on, went to like as many Flaming Lips shows. Like they would travel yeah. long distances to go to Flaming Lips shows. And so yeah. I remember them telling me about Well worth the price of admission. Like if they ever come anywhere near here again, I'll probably would go see them because um, they were, they put on a hell of a show. They they told me that uh, at one of the shows, the dude was in like one of those big like hamster ball yep, yep. things. And like, oh yeah, that's like their signature thing. The crowd. Yep. Yeah, that's sweet. Yep, he did that um, mm-hmm. when I saw him. And then he also, like, during one of their songs, like, came out on, like, a, like, fake unicorn and, like, rode through the crowd. Like, <laughs> I probably got, like, within, like, three or four feet of him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Flaming Lips. Uh, somehow wrote a song about something that sounds worse than milk toast. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Vaseline toast might be less appetizing. Although again, Lindsay was watching this with me and Lindsay was traumatized as a child uh, at daycare by being force fed soggy white bread. Like they would put a slice of white bread, you know, like a, like a barbecue joint that was put white bread at the bottom to like mm-hmm. soak up the grease. Well, apparently like her daycare did this as well. So like you got a bowl of macaroni and cheese that would always have like a slice of oh. Wonder Bread on the bottom, and so she just cannot handle. As like uh, my white least bread. favorite texture on earth is soggy, <clears throat> soggy bread. bread. I think it's disgusting. That is one of her least favorite, and then the other is uh like soggy napkin, like a wet napkin. She mm-hmm. she can't handle it. So anything like soggy or anything like that. So she's she said she would rather eat Vaseline toast than milk toast. <laughs> 
So she sings him the weird song, the weird Ooh. flaming lip song. Uh, they talk a bit and she like gives him kind of a, she, well, she's basically again, trying to cheer him up and she gives him like a little kiss on the side of the forehead. Yeah, like on the temple. Yeah, yeah. Temple. Okay. Th- thank you. I don't know why I wrote, cause I wrote in my notes <laughs> forehead, but I was like, no, it's like the side of the forehead. <laughs> yeah. The freaking temple. temple. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, and so she gives him that little kiss when she leaves and you can like see the, see the gears twinkle turning in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> like in his brain like oh it's on she likes yes. me nice yes um, and i don't know if we've mentioned this up to this point but like devin is a total like complete manic pixie dream girl exactly yes uh speaking of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind she's yes. got that or eh, yeah i would Same you vibes, describe? Sure. Would you describe? Who's the main character in that? Nat, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Um, I for some reason I was like mixing that character and Five Hundred Days of Summer together. Sure. For some also reason. Manic Pixie Dream Girl for sure. Girl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, both absolutely. Like, I will say I think for a certain subset of the population that I was part of in the mid two thousand eight. Yeah. There was like that kind of like. I don't know how Hollywood did it, um, but they came up with like this weird amalgamation of like personality types. You know who I think it started with is Shannon Sossaman. Do you remember Shannon Sossaman? She was like the main girl in uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. And um, God, if I, oh, she was in the Rules of Attraction. If you look up Shannon Sossaman, you'll be like, oh, I know exactly who this is. She was like the main girl in Hollywood for like, Six months. Right. But yeah, like that was the thing for a while there that like Hollywood was doing all these movies that appealed to dudes like me. (laughs) (laughs) Where like the main girl was like, and this is, uh, stay with me here. Yeah. Had like, she's all that kind of qualities where like, if you took the, took the glasses off and like put up there, like could be like, smoking hot uh but like <laughs> was just attractive enough to like feel attainable i think yeah. i think was what they were going for yeah and yeah devin definitely fits that that mold yeah uh tim and billy they're trying to record an interview for the highlight reel they're at the they're at the garrity house the flip the flip house yeah. um f- filming an interview it's it's bad. <laughs> Somehow Tim is bombing uh, yeah. his own interview. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he says something like, I'm not much of a practice guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I like playing on Friday nights. I hope I get to play on Saturday nights. I don't that's really like practice. That's the college. Co- I like yeah, when he goes. Yeah. That's, that's the night the college football plays. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah, so he's, he, that's not going well somehow. Um, but Jason comes in, he's got, oh, like, well, Herc her interrupts oh, yeah. to make sure that Tim points out that he likes Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, thank you, Herc. So, uh, they, yeah, they get mad at Herc for that. It starts blowing up as it usually does with this cast mm. crew. Dinguses. Um, <laughs> the, the dinguses, the ding guy. <laughs> Um, Jason comes in, he's got like the one sheets for the house all made up and, uh, he, he wants to sell the house for 295,000. 
which is 30,000 more than they had previously discussed. So uh, a pretty substantial kind of price increase yeah. that he's thinking. And the other guys aren't happy about it. They're pretty wary, but Jason basically calls them a bunch of wusses. And yeah. he's going to stand firm, make his money, which to me, I don't know how hard up these dudes are for cash, but like at least do it for two ninety five, and then like see what happens. I don't under yeah, I didn't really like, understand. Post that as the list price, and if it doesn't sell, lower it later. <laughs> but, like I didn't understand that either. Somebody at one point made the the comment that was like, okay, maybe I don't understand, or maybe I'm not thinking through how this works. They said the longer it takes to sell, the longer we're paying for it. And so I guess, yeah, because they're paying the mortgage on it, I guess. But, but you like, still get that money back. Well, I guess if they don't have the yeah. money to pay the mortgage. Right. Then I but guess. like a mortgage split between four dudes can't be that much. No. But I don't know. They're they're not rich dudes by any. That's true. That's true. By any means. I don't know that Jason has a job. I don't know that Herc has a job. Tim doesn't have a job. Yeah. Billy sold some copper wire. That's his contribution. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose. But either yes. way, I agree. Like, put it out there. See yeah. what happens. Try to like, get as much money as possible. And if it doesn't, you know, like, freaking give it a month. And, you know, if it then, then lower the price. But, like, at right. least try to get as much money as you can out of it. But, but then we wouldn't have enough. I've never so. tried to sell a house before. So, I don't know. So they they they're gonna go with it, but they're not happy. Jamarcus's parents are in Tammy's office, and they somehow had no idea that Jamarcus was in like two hours of football practice every day <laughs> after school and gone every Friday night. Um, yeah, they didn't know that he was playing football. Absent parents. And I mean, they do have several other younger children, which seems to be distracting to them. But yeah. like, it still seems pretty sus that they wouldn't at least try to figure out where their kid is every day from like 3 to 5.30. Yeah. And then on a Friday night, like an away game, you got to assume he's gone from like 4.30 yeah. till midnight. Texas is a huge state. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. How far away some of those games are. So, but I mean, they seem like, you know, smart people. The guy's an engineer yeah. or whatever, but they're not keeping very good. It's not a very believable no. <laughs> uh, situation. Um, but yeah, it, it comes up and it's a big, it's a big, uh, uh-oh situation. Um they're obviously not happy to find out that he's been lying to them. Also, yeah, they're apparently like very anti-football, which seems <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, like why? Why are you yeah. so anti-football? You know, they did say that. Like they, they don't seem pretty- to be concerned about like concussions or anything. They're just like anti-football. Like they don't have like <laughs> actual concerns or anything. They just don't like just like they're worried about their kid like making too many friends because they're on the move a lot. And yeah. like worried about him like getting bummed about leaving his friends or something. So weird situation, weird, weird people. Um, also, <laughs> like this is a very good Texas, West Texas football team. And so if he's the starting fullback 
for the Dillon Panthers, you got to assume he's been playing football yeah. before this year. Right, so we're talking yeah. about like, did he just start this is a couple absolute, months ago? Like, natural, and he's like a stud. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> doesn't make yeah, a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but. You know what? You got to fill fill the storyline somehow. So yep, you got to make up a character named Jamarcus and then have a <laughs> very unbelievable situation <laughs> that you put him in. But who has worked. potentially has ADD um, and is also an extremely good football player. <laughs> yes. Can't sit still. Start, <laughs> but, starting people's heads on fire. Um, um, but, yeah. So, buddy, buddy and the kids, they're cruising down the road on their way to the camping trip. The the young ones in the back are being real jerks uh, yeah. along the way. The one kid is playing his PSP. Yep. Um, the girl's texting on her crappy 2008 phone. Let's let's just say it's an LG chocolate. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems like a good middle school girl phone for sure. Buddy really wants him to to engage to have a little family time in the car. He suggests that they have a little sing along. <laughs> and ta- uh, Tabitha doesn't want to sing. Buddy says, Tabitha, you used to love to sing. And she replies, Well, I also used to not have pubic hair, but things change. <laughs> yeah. She is, she goes full on like edgy teenager. Yeah. Uh, edgy hippie teenager because yeah. it, uh, Lila, Lila's like, Tabby. And she's like, Pubic hair is not a swear. Buddy says, no, but it's TMI for the old dad. (laughs) And then she responds, Kevin says we shouldn't be ashamed of our bodies or something like that because they've got the the hippie uh, stepdad, Kevin, Mm -hmm. filling their heads with this communist nonsense. Communist nonsense, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, things are not going well on the Garrity family camping trips thus far. Coach and Tammy at home uh, talk about Jamarcus, who we learn is being pulled from the team, uh, who Coach learns is being pulled from the team. Coach is pissed. Coach is like, why didn't you get me involved in this? They have a pretty sizable argument. Yeah. I felt like it was Coach's. I mean, I can understand where Coach was coming from, but I felt like he had a very big reaction that would have like, larger consequences in their marriage. Not that they'd like break up or anything about it, but he was right. was like, whoa, <laughs> those are some <laughs> strong words uh, to be throwing at Tammy. But yeah, very pissed. Uh, would never say this in any other situation, but Tammy should have listened to Mac. <laughs> should have got him involved. Yeah, literally the only time he'd probably be able to say that. Uh, Landry gives Devin a ride home after band practice. They're talking in the car. It's like weird and awkward. And he like forced. turns the car off or puts it in park or something. Yeah. He, she asks if he wants to come inside and he turns that down. He wants to talk in the car. So I feel like he's like planning this move. Um, yeah. I think something. he's psyching himself up for it. Yeah. Um, so they're making awkward small talk. And then Landry just kind of abruptly like leans over and kisses her. And she just kind of like takes it and yeah. laughs and okay, thanks for the ride <laughs> and gets out and walks inside. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty awkward. 
it's it's awkward, but Landry's like sitting there smiling. Like I, in my notes, I has I have Landry has a Matt Saracen shit grin uh, <laughs> <laughs> as she walks inside. So Landry's pretty happy. I feel like with how things went. The uh, next day at practice, it is a circus. Yeah, we got uh, Street trying to make you know get that footage of Tim. Uh, <laughs> yep. put together his tape. We got Joe McCoy there. Uh, you know, telling JD, tuck the elbow, tuck the elbow, or whatever he's talking about. Yep. Uh coach is just flustered. Yeah, he he goes over to he's talking to Jason about the, the video, what's going on, and then he goes over to kind try and basically chase Joe McCoy back up in the stands. So we got a lot going on there. We go back to the campsite with the Garrity family. They're being jerks again. Not going well. Buddy gets pissed. They they say something about football again, about how like Kevin says football is the only sport that only the U.S. plays or something like that. Mm. Kevin said, and then Buddy is going to cook up some steaks for dinner. And they respond, meat Kevin says meat is murder. And Buddy just, yeah, kind of flips out, loses his mind about Kevin not being their father. And then the kids get harsh with their words, uh, saying they wish Buddy wasn't their father. A real father wouldn't have cheated on mom. Uh, Fair. And Buddy loses it. And you know Buddy's pissed. Yeah. He throws the steaks into the woods and we know buddy does not buy cheap meats. No. Like I got to assume we're talking we're $80 <laughs> exactly. Being thrown, exactly. thrown to the, to the birds. Yeah. If he chucked both their steaks, we got to assume those were $40 New York strips. Those that's buddy standard there. Mm-hmm. So he's not happy. It's not going well. Tyra is working over at Applebee's and in walks Landry. Landry is not, does not understand what is appropriate, uh, what are appropriate, what's an appropriate conversation to have with somebody while they're working at all. No, no, he, this um, is not the first time. Tyra's like clearly like borderline in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> Landry just yeah. rolls in. Yeah. <laughs> Informs her that like, you were right. We were never meant to be together. Cause I've met someone who is perfect for me. And we're going to be so happy. And I'm just, I, yeah. Informing her that he has moved on. Found someone new so they can start to like work on being friends again or something. Nothing says that you're over someone quite like uh, feeling the need to inform them that you have moved on. Yes. Interrupting them at work to inform them (laughs) that you moved on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyra, Tyra <laughs> I don't know, seemed, gen- seemed genuinely happy for yeah. him a little bit. Like, okay, But great. she also, like, I, I mean, I think we get a view into Tyra not entirely being over Landry, which is sad and ridiculous. That's true. Because um, she, <laughs> like, true. when Landry mentions, like, oh, we can, like, work on being friends again. She's like, oh, really? like, you can tell, like, she's kind of, like, excited about that. Prospect. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I didn't interpret it that way, but that makes sense. Uh, we see um, Buddy walking down the road all by himself at night. Yeah. He just took he's off. apparently been walking for hours down the side of the road. And <laughs> also, right. 
It apparently took Lila hours to either find him or to get going from the campsite. And where <laughs> I don't know if she maybe drove the kids back to Dylan or what first, but yeah, maybe she just left him there, or maybe she left them at the campsite. I don't yeah. know, but <laughs> but yeah, Buddy's been. We gotta assume he's a few miles down the road at this point. Yeah, it's been hours. It is yeah. nighttime now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buddy doesn't want to get in the car, but he does get in. Lila picks him up, says, "All a man has is his children, and they hate me." Buddy thinks he's lost him. Lila assures him, hey, you still got me. There's a music cue going on here. I don't know if you noticed it. Mm. <laughs> okay. So according to my phone, because my phone will like display just on like the, you know, the whatever screen, the screen that's just always on, mm-hmm. uh, it, it listens to the music that's going on and displays what it is. And according to my phone, it was Asian music to sleep well. By sleep music. (laughs) (laughs) I did not uh, catch that at all. Asian music to sleep well by sleep music. It literally just sounded like Friday Night Lights background. Or uh, I mean, it sounded like uh, explosions in the sky background music. I don't know why my phone thought it was Asian music to sleep well. (laughs) But By the by, while I was in last stop today, because it was Vinyl Friday, uh, yeah. So 25% off. So I did pick up oh, this nice. uh, Explosions in the Sky album. Well, I've never even heard of that one. Prince Avalanche? Yeah, it was like the soundtrack to a movie. Oh, nice. Uh, called Prince Avalanche. But yeah, it's uh, Explosions in the Sky. And it was eight bucks. So I know less Dope. than that because I got 25% off. So nice work. Yeah. An original motion picture soundtrack. And yeah, they got the state of Texas right up there. There, there it is. Nice. They, um, uh, Lone Survivor, that soundtrack is dope because they did the whole thing. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a little more intense because obviously that movie is pretty like intense and lot. Yeah. So that's a really good album. The movie, whatever. But (laughs) the, that soundtrack is really good. Uh, Asian music to sleep well by sleep music. Check it out. Uh, Coach and Tammy go over to Jamarcus's house to talk to his parents. Yeah, they are very against Jamarcus playing football. Tammy steps in and of all people and she kind of says, listen, I know that you might not like the idea of it, but I have seen football in this town like turn lives around or, you know, really unite people or whatever. And she says, maybe if you come to the game on Friday and watch him play, maybe you know, maybe you'll change your mind. They, yep. uh, they said they'll think about it. Yep. Yep. They're, they were very unreceptive going into the conversation and coach almost blows it. Like he starts to get defensive about football. Tammy takes yeah. over, does her Tammy thing, navigates the situation. Um, they're still not sold, but it's better than when they started the conversation for sure. Uh, it looks like they're back at school and Landry is like basically acting like Devin is his girlfriend. Um, yes. And like kind of like touching her arm and wanting to hang out after band practice. She's talking to a girl and she's like, Hey, uh, I think I got to handle this. <laughs> um, and it's very awkward. La- Once again, 
Landry's interactions with women, he he just it doesn't get it. He's not like being outright a jerk like he is sometimes, but he's also like assuming that because he he feels like he's entitled to yes um dating her yeah turns out uh devin has something she wants to tell him and that's the fact that she's a lesbian um landry responds yeah that is some important information that i'm really (laughs) glad to know and landry asks like well why did you kiss me back and devin responds well she didn't want to be rude and she also wanted to make sure and yep sure enough she's a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Landry helped uh, kind of solidify that yeah. in her mind. Can't be a great feeling, I'm sure. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine so. And Landry does not take it well, which uh, probably less well even than he should. Yeah. It's, um, I understand mm-hmm. you know, the frustration with that uh, situation and then also finding out that yeah, that she basically said, "Yep, I'm gay because of you," or like you like solidified <laughs> yeah. that. Like that's probably not an easy thing to hear, but yeah, even so, it's not a great reaction from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over at the flip house, they they got a little bit of a, a open house wine and dine thing going on. Uh, yeah. the, They're the all do. terrible salesmen. Just the worst. They're all in terrible suits. Uh, trying to look professional, but looking like idiots. Uh, Billy basically implies that a couple could have a three-way because the bathtub is so in the bathtub yes. because the bathtub is so big. The the couple did not appreciate that. No, they were like very prudish and offended. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if if somebody said that to me while I was touring house, like I think I could at least have a laugh about it. Like they were really like. <laughs> well, I never, you know, like, <laughs> okay. So that reminds me of us, uh, uh, something that happened that I was reminded of the other day. Cause I drove past our old house that we used to live to live in, in Sioux mm-hmm. center before we bought our house. And I, I tried to get to know the neighbors across the street and the, I like let them borrow my lawnmower and weed eater a few times. Uh, but it was, and it was like a, a Hispanic couple that didn't speak very good English. And so like, you know, I was trying to help them out and, and get to know them a little bit through the language barrier. And I, I like went over and helped them move a washing machine in. But anyway, uh, had the guy's number and we would text back and forth, uh, you know, about like the mower and stuff. And one time he, uh, he, he was inviting me over. He's like, Hey. Um, would you and your wife like to come over sometime and hang out? And so I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Like, what do you think? And he's like, good. I would like to play sexy games with you and your wife. (laughs) 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 Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Didn't really talk to him much after that. I was not comfortable with that. So I might've reacted on the prudish side, but at the same time I was like, Oh, I think let's, I would have been like, all right, let's see what's going on here. Let's, let's <laughs> like, let's see. Maybe there's a, and I, I mean, I would probably never find myself in that situation because Angie actually speaks Spanish. So she could probably right. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> find the right words the in there. It, yeah. But um, I think I would have given that a shot <laughs> personally. 
I did not want. And to if things got too weird in like in the moment, then you know, yeah. then you bounce. But <laughs> let's find out what the sexy games are. Yeah. No, I was not interested in fighting. <laughs> Jeez. Fair enough. I hope you found somebody to play sexy games with. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're all trying to sell the house. Jason refers to Tim as Timothy, which was funny <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, they're all not doing very well at being salesmen. Herc is talking to uh, a couple and implying that there's wiggle room on the price yeah and jason overhears this and he is not happy about it so they go outside to discuss herc and jason like really get into it and Mm -hmm. get in a wheelchair fight in the back patio yeah yep um and yeah jason kind of spills his guts about like what this means to him and why he's so basically desperate for it in they redecide that okay, we're gonna stick with two ninety five. We're gonna try and sell it for that price and hold fast to that, not mm-hmm. not give in. So, Landry uh, is in the library <laughs> studying. Tammy comes and I don't remember what she initially tells him. Something about oh, you can't use the science lab for a while because <laughs> Jamarcus said somebody's hair on fire. <laughs> yep. Um, Landry lets her know that they don't have the science club anymore. That it's like evolved into something else. Um, but while she's while he's got her ear, <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, talks to Tammy vaguely about his relationship woes. Uh, and Tammy kind of gives him a little bit of a, a little bit of a pep talk. Yeah. Yeah, she says, hey, you're young. You've got a big, bright future ahead of you. (laughs) Implies that a lot of the other football players, uh, this is basically their peaking now. (laughs) So don't feel so bad because you've got a career in front of you. And uh, yeah, you'll find a a woman for sure. You don't need to be so worried about it. And Yeah, you're going to get out of here. You're going to be on some big college scholarship and like there will be... Yeah, there will be other other ladies. Yeah. Lindsay made sure I wrote this down uh, for a quote because she enjoyed it. But Tammy kind of ends the conversation with, I'm right 100% of the time, and you can ask my husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, a rare Tammy and Landry substantial interaction. Those don't come about very often. Yeah, that's a uh, very rare. Um, it's game time. <laughs> Game time. Street. Um, before the game, Jason Street runs into an old teammate who was an old like wide receiver of his. Something like that, yeah. Who is now either playing college ball or pro ball. I think pro ball by this point. Yeah, might be in college going pro or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it made it seem like he was a couple years older than Street, but Street was still the quarterback at the time because yeah. he says something like, Oh yeah, when you got injured, um, I wanted to come down and see you, but we had the game against Florida that week or something like that. And 
she was like, only highlight of my weekend that weekend was watching you guys beat the shit out of the Gators or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like the only time in the past three years that you could have visited Jason was like the <laughs> week after he got paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really, yeah. I think that was just a good scapegoat to introduce this character. Yeah, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And his agent. Yep, exactly. So uh, this guy introduces Jason to his agent and they get to talking about like how he became an agent. You know, he was a football player, but didn't really, you know, make it to the, maybe he made it to the pros or whatever, but didn't make a career out of it. And so Mm -hmm. this was the next best thing and how it's really great and whatnot. So you can see the, the lights popping on gears turning for sure. So Jason's having some thoughts there about becoming an agent. Uh, The game, JD's struggling. Not doing well. And Paul his McCoy, dad is flipping out in the yeah. crowd. And even Buddy Garrity up in the stands is giving him like, looks like, like, hey, man, take it easy. Jeez. Yeah, relax. And like, it's not going well for the Panthers. And Buddy Garrity is like telling Paul McCoy, like, hey, it's it's okay. You'll be all right. Like, <laughs> which is very un Buddy Garrity. Like, uh, I'll, while JD is having a poor game, Jamarcus is having a great game. Shining. Yep. He's doing great. Uh, the Garrity children are up in the stands with Buddy. They don't want to be there. Yeah, they're poo-pooing there. JD, right before the half, throws uh, an interception. They go into the locker room at the half, down 11. But as they're walking off the field... The stud of suds himself is waiting for JD and catches him and starts rips him a new one. Yeah, starts reaming him. Coach finally kind of heads up the tail end of the line of football players and sees this going on. And coach is like, Listen, let me do my job, go back, relax. JD, I wrote this down. JD 100% has Stockholm syndrome, I think. That's yeah. uh, from his, with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says something uh, it, during halftime, he says something to the coach like, Well, my dad just wants just wants me to do well, just wants the best for me. You know? Ugh. So they start the half out. Like I said, they're down 11. Coach tells JD they're going to go no huddle, and JD is going to call the plays. Uh, right there on the field. Don't look up in the stands for your dad. Don't look at the sideline for me. Like, you got this. I have complete confidence in you. Um, let's go. And, yeah, J.D. starts lighting it up. Yep. Starts playing well. Panthers win 15-14. to 14. Yes. They they make that 11-point comeback. Even the uh, the young Garrity children are enjoying the win. They're kind of getting yeah, into the game. They're getting into it. They're feeling the energy in the air. Just yeah. like how I fell in love with baseball was going to my first MLB game. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Uh-uh. Uh, it's a quick one. So it was, the year was 2005. Uh, the uh-huh. Kansas City Royals were a garbage baseball team at that time. Like just uh-huh. bottom of the barrel terrible. Um, I went on the three seasons trip. Yeah which was a trip that you could take if you participated in three seasons of sports in so fall, winter and spring uh, at Platt high. And then also you had to do like a fundraiser and sell X amount of like frozen foods. What three sports did you do? 
I was the cameraman for football. Ah, that's the missing. And then I was uh, wrestling and then track. Yep. Okay. So that makes sense. One of the th- three seasons trip was my junior year. Um, this was me, Colin Duffy, Brandon Marlowe, Rocky Nelson, and Shane Hurt riding down with Ryan Bruns oh to Kansas gosh. City. What a crew. <laughs> what a crew. We have somewhere there's like four hours of tape footage. We recorded the whole thing. Like we had like a camcorder, <laughs> a camcorder. <laughs> and like we had, I had at one point like intended to edit it into like a documentary, but it never took hold. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I was not a baseball fan, but we went to a Royals game and there was the Royals played the Yankees. Okay. And this was, I mean, 2005, the Yankees, they had Jeter. They were studs. Mm. Um, they had a rod, all that. Uh, I mean, you could go to, I remember we paid like $12 or something like that to go uh, to this. Like, you know, you could go to an MLB game for uh, just dirt cheap at that time. And it was game three of a series and the Royals swept them. Oh, wow. And the energy <laughs> in that stadium <laughs> yeah. was ridiculous. Nice. Um, I remember Rocky Nelson was doing backflips out in the parking lot after the game. And <laughs> like, yeah. He like taught it. He learned how to do a backflip and was just like doing it like crazy that whole trip. Um, oh Ever like some drunk dudes out in the parking lot were like flip, 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 flip. <laughs> but yeah, like that, like that basically turned shifted my whole paradigm on baseball. Like uh, yeah. that was like the day I fell in love with baseball. Nice. Early May two thousand five. So maybe Tabby and but uh, mm. Tabby and Buddy Junior. That was. Uh, a life-changing moment where they Same really deal. understood not yeah. only not only football and Texas football, but they understood their father for yes. the very first time. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were they were they were pumped. They were giving Buddy high fives and everything. Yep. They went from Buddy chucking stakes into the woods to <laughs> best buds in like twenty-four <clears throat> hours or less. Yeah. Then they actually they're vibing so much that they're going to go get some Sundays after the yeah. game, even though Tabby is a vegan. Yeah. She's and still yeah, going to have some dairy. dairy. She's still going to. Yep. So he's. Yeah. Turning Screw you, Kevin. JD meets his mom in the parking lot concerned about where's dad. And, uh, <laughs> apparently Paul McCoy is just pissed off somewhere. And I wasn't sure yeah. if like, cause Katie made it, sound like maybe he's just mad at himself but i don't but i couldn't tell if that was like her just like trying to make jd feel better or if because jd thinks that pa's mad at him even though he threw like a 50 yard bomb to win the game like i don't know why he would be mad except that he got embarrassed a little bit yeah coach i don't know but which yeah um we also see the uh, jamarcus's parents are uh they're impressed Impressed yep. with the performance. They're now, once again, just like <laughs> they Buddy's kids. Yep. Won over by the energy, the vibes. Yep. yep. And then uh, the the boys are out in the parking lot, and they find out that they got their first offer yep. on, on the flip house. So everybody's happy. Band practice, Crucifictorious. Uh, it's it's awkward. Devin and Landry have a little conversation. Um, 
by themselves before band practice. And yeah, it's awkward, but they kind of talk it out and it seems like it's all good. Like they make amends. They're fine. Landry. They play, they play. She don't use jelly. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Devin is worried that Landry will have a problem with her just being lesbian in general, but Landry's cool with it. He's all right. He's an ally. Yep. So that's good. And then we get a we get a Texas Forever type scene where yep. they're all the the whole gang is sitting around watching Tim's highlight reel, and uh, yeah, honestly, I got a little teary watching it too. And coach yeah. is talking about him and talking. About <laughs> it was it was like it was it was very Angie and I both like both like we're like oh this is really sweet, but also it's really funny. Um, <laughs> that's like they had two. Angie pointed out she was like. They had two interviews on the whole thing, and one of them was his brother. <laughs> um, they were watching yeah. it on this tape that's like uh, this TV that's duct taped yeah. up. <laughs> right. I think they did say something about like adding to it, like adding yeah. to the highlight reel. So hopefully they get a, a few more interviews on there. But, t- but Tim seems genuinely touched yep. by the tape. Yep. And then I missed a little bit here, but. Jason and Lila somehow end up out talking outside. I don't know how that came about, but they basically have a little heart to heart. Jason asks like, Hey, do you think I can make it somewhere else? Do you think I could be a sports agent? Basically. Um, Lila immediately is emotional because she knows that he's leaving. Yep. Yeah. Like right away without even him having to say anymore. She knows that. Yeah, that he's leaving and that he will make a great sports agent. Yep. So he kind of confirms that and says like, yeah, I think once I get the the money from the house that he's going to move out to, to New York, um, be closer to his son and to Aaron. So we're, yeah, the, the writing might be on the wall for our relationship with Jason here a little bit, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Roll credits. That's all we got. We'll be right back with some awards for the week. All right, folks, we're back. We're going to give out our awards for the week. And as we always do, we're going to start with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. So how inspiring did we find Coach this week? Yeah, um, I don't know that we... Outside of the whole Jamarcus thing, we see a whole lot of coach, and honestly, it's not very inspiring. No, not um, not a great look for coach in that yelling at his wife and for doing her job, yeah. basically. Um, this is a pretty, I mean, one or two. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does. I will give him credit for the way he handled the JD situation, mm-hmm. kind of. Talking down, not talking down, uh, getting Pong McCoy out of the way and, uh, and then giving JD the confidence, uh, to know that he believed in him. So yeah, that's probably some points points. for that. Now that you mentioned, I completely spaced that. So I, now I'm, I put him at like a four, four. That's, that's what I was thinking too. So we'll give coach a four for this week. Not his best showing, but not bad. Julie Taylor Hatometer? Not any Julie Taylor. I don't think there's a single frame of her in this entire episode. I don't think so. So 
That's a not Five applicable. Zero. Yeah, or and a <laughs> big rig beer tally. What'd you what'd you see? I got two. Um one near the beginning when uh the boys are deciding to forego a realtor and then one at the end after they get their offer. Okay, two. That makes sense. My goodness. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen aw shucks goofus malufus moment of the week. I don't no think we had Matt any Saracen. Saracen. I don't think we had any Saracen. This has got to be like the first episode where we have zero Matt Saracen. It's got to be up there. Because, uh, I mean, it, not every episode has football, but every episode that ha- that prior to this that had football would inevitably have Matt because Matt was QB1. Not the case anymore. So, no Matt Saracen. I think Matt's in this entire episode, no. Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, I think we feel sympathetic towards Buddy Garrity. Yeah. I don't um, know if he had a sleazeball Deserting his kids at the campsite. Yeah, deserting the kids. At the maybe him just saying, I'm not as sweaty as usual. <laughs> I think is maybe uh, <laughs> indicative of his just overall yeah. acceptance of sleaziness. It's not explicitly sleazy, but it's in the, the vein and the character of sleaziness. Yeah. So... Okay, buddy being not as sweaty as usual. <laughs> Admitting to not being as sweaty as usual or something. I, I don't yeah, I'm not sure what the right wording is for it, but notable music cues. We had a couple. We have uh she don't use jelly, is that what it's called? Yep. Uh then we also have uh, <laughs> Asian music to sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> uh I gotta give it to both renditions of She Don't Use Jelly. Yep. Yep. For sure. Like but I said, it's Asian music. There's something to be said for that one too, I guess. I'm actually going to look up, look up Asian music to sleep. Well, <laughs> by sleep music and just see what, see what comes up. Asian music for deep sleep, Asian music to sleep. Well, amazon.com sleep. Mu- okay. I don't really know how it got the idea that that's what it was hearing. It doesn't show up on the IMDb music credits for the record, so. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week, cancel corner, anything we need to um, point out? I don't think we have a cancel corner, but I think the PSP. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Yep, when I was in college, that was a big thing because my freshman year roommate had a PSP and I really wanted to play it all the time, (laughs) but it was freshman year and he was a complete stranger. And so I I didn't ask. So quote of the episode. What do we have? Uh, Lindsay wanted me to make sure to nominate. uh, I'm right 100% of the time. Just ask my husband. Oh, uh, dad, dad, you're all sweaty. No, I'm not, not, as, sweaty not as, as sweaty as usual. That one I think has got to be. Oh, uh, I don't think I wrote any down, but I think that one is the one <laughs> that stands out to me. Uh, I think I'm also going to nominate Tabitha. You used to love to sing. Well, I also used to not have <laughs> pubic hair, but things change. <laughs> Yeah, that one was a little too weird. Uh, 
Uh, I think I'm going to go with the, I, the yep. sweaty one is, is, yep. is my choice. All right. Our MVP of the episode. The first, that first person that comes to my mind, and this is pretty rare. So maybe buddy is buddy. Maybe the MVP of the episode. Oh boy. He, you know, he, he kind of mends the relationship with his kids and ends on a really high note. Yeah. It's from content, from entertainment standpoint, he's got the sweaty line. He's chucking steaks. You know, it's it's a big (laughs) buddy episode. Yeah. I got, I, you know what? I think we got to hand it to buddy. I think we got to give it to buddy. I think so. I don't, I can't even really make a case for anyone else. I don't think maybe Jason for selling the house, but yeah, coaches, I mean, not doing great. Tammy doesn't really do a whole lot aside from give Landry a pep talk. Um, Matt is nowhere to be seen. Julie is nowhere to be seen. Uh, Landry is a scumbag (laughs) as usual. Yeah. I, th- I I think it Tyra is pretty much nowhere to be seen. So nobody else really makes a solid case and plus there's just there are just so few opportunities to nominate Buddy for this. Yeah, this is going to be maybe the only time he's ever even nominated so you got to got to give him the All right, let's make it official. Congratulations okay. Buddy Garrity. You are this week's MVP of the episode. Uh episode rating I think this is a, a strong seven to a light eight. This is a really, really good episode. It's good. I'm trying to decide. I feel like it's not quite as good as the last episode, but is it is it a big enough difference to be numerically different or are they both just eights? Because last episode was an eight. That's that's a good question. Um, I mean, I would feel comfortable with giving it just sitting with a strong seven, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Okay. I feel like we'll, we'll say a strong seven. I want to differentiate between the two. Okay. Lesson of the episode. What's the moral? What's the takeaway? What did we learn from episode 307? Um, if your son is a exceptional athlete, don't be f- weird about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a lesson that a lot of people in uh, the United States could take note of. Um, I think if there's a rift between you and your children, don't be afraid to chuck some stakes around because it might open the door to reconciliation. I think there's, yeah, there's probably more lessons between Buddy and the McCoys. Uh, I think there's a lesson to be said about a rift between parents and children. Yep. Um, Yep. So if you're having parenting problems, just go ahead and give this episode another watch and I'm sure you'll figure it out. You'll learn something. All right. Well, that does it for our awards, which means that does it for our episode. Um, we're, We're on a good stretch here. Yeah. Season three is uh, shaping up quite nicely as, as we remembered it to be, uh, to yes. be the case. Yeah. Uh, so not letting us down. You know who else isn't letting us down, Anthony? Our listeners in the West Indies. That you're damn right. They're, they're sticking with us, all one of them. I'm pretty sure it's just one person, but you're consistently there. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we we'd love to to double our numbers. In really West trying, to, <laughs> really trying to capture that West Indian market. Yep. So uh, please, if you're not from the West Indies, uh, we appreciate you too. We really do. Uh, not quite as much as the one guy from Jamaica or gal from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for listening again. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Reliving Lights. Uh, you can you know follow us on Facebook, but no guarantees. There's pretty uh, much there. yeah, not a lot of activity. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of activity on our Twitter. Uh, so there's even <laughs> less activity true. on our Facebook. So yep, um, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, it's it's a a pleasure talking Friday Night Lights with you all. Yeah, so. Josh, let's do this more often. <laughs> I th- I think we can get into a rhythm now. Uh, it's officially summer, so let's do it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.